Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Bless you this great day. And I hope that you find it wonderful, as I do, because this is a great day. We serve a mighty God. And what a mighty God we serve. And let's serve him with all we have. Our Heavenly Father, bless this day. Bless everyone listening. Bless our lives. May we see you and may we see you clearly. May we walk with you. May our lives be changed because of the power of Almighty God. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, many times in life I talk about choices that we make on this earth. You know, choices that affect our future. It's something my daughter's heard over and over again. A dad talking about choices. Make good to choices. Make good decisions. You know, make decisions about the future. What is right? What is What does God want? Pray about that. I've had to go through that through my entire life, praying about where God would have me. When I was young, when I was 18 and 19, praying about my future. When I was in the 20s, praying about what God had for me. When I was nearing 20. Uh, four and 25 and 26, uh, praying about the future. If God had a wife for me, who would that be? And then I started dating my wife, and I was dating another girl at the same time first, and then my wife came into the picture. It's a long story. I don't want to get into it. But uh, but God you know, really laid on my heart that I should be dating my wife, and it was so hard to tell the other girl that, that I needed to be dating my wife, but I can never forget what she said. She said, Tom, I believe you're following the will of God, and as much as I don't, as much as she wanted me to date her, she understood, and it hurt me. I wish she would have got mad at me, yelled at me, or did something, but she didn't. And so, I had to see her from then on at church, and that was that was kind of sad. But God led me to the right woman that was for me, that has helped me in my life. She is my backbone, and she is uh, so full of wisdom. I'm so glad for my wife Denise. But I know that in our lives, we, we need to trust God, and we need to believe, and we meet, need to make great choices. Hopefully, your walk with God is so strong that you would leave this world boldly going to heaven. When I think of a bold word that comes to my mind connected to that word bold is courage. We should be confident of our faith in God, that when it's time to leave this earth, we leave with courage and strength that God has given us. You know, my brother Dave tackled such a... Uh, tough situation as he dealt with liver cancer the last year of his life, last nine months of his life. But I have never seen a man that handled it with such faith. His faith was stronger than ever. He was such a great example of me as a brother. He pastored uh, church for 40 years to several different churches too, I think. And uh, he had long tenures like I do at Cloverdale. And But he handled this illness with courage and boldness. And you know, when he died, his associate pastor, who was going to take over for him, sang him into heaven with some of the great hymns. My brother was a phenomenal singer. He could sing with the best of them. And I can tell you this. In fact, he was friends with Bill Gaither and friends with some of those people in the singing circuit. And and Dave, he was in a quartet called the Knights for Christ. But I'm telling you what, I'll never forget the boldness and how he entered the house of God. I, the last time I saw him, his eyes were closed. He was kind of in a coma, but I asked I asked Dave. I said something funny. I was standing by his bed trying to see if he could get a reaction, and sure enough, he cracked a smile. And about an hour later, he went to be with Jesus. Now he's smiling from ear to ear forevermore with my brother Dan, who left us last year, with my parents, with my little boy, with many of your family, enjoying the bounties of heaven. What a day that's going to be when we see our Savior face to face. So to leave boldly, we must live. 
by convictions. Convictions are those core values that never change. Where do your convictions come from? Do they come from your upbringing? Do they come from your peers you hang with? Do they come from God's word? We would all answer that in a different way. My life's conventions were shaped by my upbringing, which was shaped by my parents' strong faith and knowledge of the Word of God. Over the years, though, I had to develop my own convictions about things by the different turns in life that come our way. I hope that your lives are full of the values of God that stand on God's Word. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of God stands forever. Did you hear that, folks? Did you hear that, Isaiah 48? I'm going to read it again. The grass withers. Yes, it goes away. All the flowers fall. Yes, they go away too. But the word of God stands forever. And there's an old hymn that we sang in in church over the years, standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing. Yes, I'm standing on the promises of God. Yes, in this world, many things do not last. And things change so often. But God's word has lasted the years of time and is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And folks, you can count on it. There's a lot of things you can't count on in life. You can't count on how folks are going to treat you. You can't count on your emotions, your feelings. You can't count on having a perfect life and not going through struggles like we've been going through the last few months. But you can count on God's word. There is power in the word of God. Too many times we allow our personal opinions to create values for our lives because we like something or because we try to justify something. How many times have you tried to justify something that you had no business justifying because you wanted it to be right? You wanted it to fit into your schedule. In my years of ministry, I've dealt with people quite often who try to justify the sin in their lives. I can tell you this, if you live contrary to the Word of God, then I believe there is a big concern, and I believe there's big consequences. Sometimes we have to throw out our own ideas and bite the pride bullet to stand firm on God's Word. They may say, well, my family might get mad at me. Are you living for your family, or are you living for Almighty God and for Jesus Christ? Are you committed to Him, or are you committed to something else? What are you committed to? What does your life show? What are you really about? Where is your heart? Is your heart beat with God? Do you desire to be with him? Do you desire to spend time in prayer with him? Do you desire to be in his word? Do you desire to be in the house of God? Or do you desire everything other than that? Folks, this is real, real stuff. Many of you listening to me are church-going people, but many of you are listening that are not faithful church-going people because there's so many other things in the world going on. Folks, I'm telling you, First and foremost, put your trust and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not on the things of the world, not on all the luxuries and the fun things. Yes, hey, if anybody likes fun, anybody knows me, I like fun. I like enjoying life. And you know what? I enjoy life to the fullest. Man, I'm involved. I go to basketball and football and baseball games. I like going to a good movie. And now over at the new at the Majestic Theater on Overland, they have these brand new leather seats that are really wide and they and they lounge all the way down and they even have a heater in them and they've separated them about a foot or a foot and a half from the next seat. And so it's 
Oh, they're incredible. I love going and sitting in a good movie, relaxing, keeping my uh, uh, mind just fresh and free and not trying to watch smut things, but watch things that in, encourage me, that, that I enjoy, and, and eating that popcorn and every once in a while drinking a Diet Coke, as long as I don't drink too much Diet Coke, I need to drink water. I know that. I hear that all the time. Water, water, water. And I understand it. I've been kind of a Diet Coke-aholic for a number of years, and i got to slow down with that, I know. But he, you know, uh, God wants us to be like Jesus Christ. He is our best example. You know, he wants us to conform our lives around him, the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. He is our way. He is our example. Let's take a few moments and talk about character, shall we? I know we love it when we hear that our schools are trying to teach character traits and trying to help kids focus in on being good citizens. There are a few schools out there that really push that, that, and of course, there are many more that do not uh, do much more much about it. Building your character is important. Problems help you build your character. Folks, you're going to go through problems. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. You know what? I do. You do. We all do, and I think that's going to happen for a long, long period of time. I think that's just that's just the way it is, but we have to we have to trust in God with everything we have and know that God is there for us and God's going to lead us through those times. We need to have character. Some of us ought to have great character considering the problems we seem to go through. Problems build your character because you have to face them. Oh, I guess you can run from them, and there are some that do. But when you face your problems and you tackle the issues of life, you're developing your character. Years ago, I was passed over for a job. This is, I mean, what I mean years ago, like in my early 20s, I believe I was 22 at the time. And I'm telling you what, uh, I was younger than the other person, but I had fell into a position that I hadn't fell into it. I had earned that position, and and I was certainly the best qualified for the job, so I thought, which I really believe to this day. But I was so upset that I didn't get the job. I was I felt shunned. I just I couldn't believe it. And then I, I was not only shunned, but I was stunned. But I grew from that experience. It helped shape me. I also realized that, you know, that in, in our lives, we're going to face those things and we have to handle them. The long story short of that situation is they hired the older man. But soon after, the guy that was doing the hiring got fired. Uh, the guy that was doing the hiring for the job that I was trying to get as a coach, he got fired. And so I jumped. They hired me as the head guy over the coach to hire the coaches. How do you like that? You know, and I thought I really didn't deserve it because I had really had a lousy attitude about it. But God opened that door. You know what? I've been fortunate. God's opened many doors for me in life. And sometimes I shake my head and say thank you. And I believe, honestly, it was the prayers of my parents for me over and over and over again. And I believe staying close to God, he opens up doors. But we are back to making choices. We can choose to be bitter. We can choose to live in bitterness. I know people that are incredibly bitter with even their family members. Folks, I'm telling you, get over it. Bitterness causes a wedge between you and God. Unforgiveness causes a wedge. You have to make a choice to love and forgive. That doesn't mean you become someone's best friend. That doesn't mean you have to take them out. But it means you forgive them, you don't carry a grudge, and you move on. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow in part two of this. 
But I thank you for listening today, and I pray God's blessing upon you in a powerful and mighty way. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.